You have a podcast? Now it's time to grow it. Build your audience, monetize, and more. It's all about becoming a successful podcaster. Now here's your host, Bruce Shamoff. All right, so you're listening to Become a Successful Podcaster with Bruce Chamoff and where we help podcasters succeed. And I'm going to get right into it. My guest is oh, he is a partner in a custom mobile app website. And I want to say hello to John Lee. John, how are you doing? I'm well, Bruce. Thanks for having me on your show. So John, I think that you have come out with a service that I've never seen anywhere else. Yes, there are a lot of mobile app development type of, or you know, CMS type of, of software, uh, online applications. But nobody that I have noticed is catering specifically to podcasters. And to that, I immediately commend you. So good, yes. good job. There are, there are a few out there. They're usually part of the bigger podcast hosts, like Libsyn, I know has a service to create custom apps for their podcasters but they're quite expensive. These other uh, companies that provide the service are on the expensive side and probably unaffordable for most ind independent podcasters. So what we've tried to do is provide an affordable option for content creators mm -hmm. and focusing on indie podcasters to have their own mobile app, which hasn't really been an option in the past. So now it's affordable enough for you as a podcaster to have your own app on the App Store and Google Play so your listeners can uh, find you on the app stores, download your app. It's your door, basically to your shop, right in the phones of your listeners. So they can have access to all your content, not just your podcast, but if you have a blog or a YouTube channel or a, a, a shop that you want to sell to your listeners, it can all be packaged inside your own mobile app. Uh, and the benefit of having your own mobile app is just like having your own website. Um, from a, a business perspective, that's your shop on the web. It's your home on the web. And as a content creator, I always suggest to, to my clients, you want to be inviting your listeners to your home on the web. Come and see us at our home, um, at our website, on our mobile app, where you can consume more content, see more stuff, uh, engage further in our relationship, and ultimately convert to become, becoming a customer. Because I think for a podcast or any project to become sustainable, it has to be self-funding at some point it's got to cover its costs and the way to monetize your show is to get your audience own that relationship bring them to your home your property so that you can convert them to becoming a customer yeah, you can't do that um yeah on other other platforms like apple Podcasts or spotify those are anonymous relationships and and you can't monetize those as easily Right. No. And you actually have that monetization model built in, I assume, right? Exactly. Yeah. So right. uh, if you're a podcaster, you're a small business owner and you want to be thinking about how do I build my content business, not just create my content and get it out there, but how do I create a business that's going to make this project sustainable for myself mm. um, and allow me to continue making the content I enjoy creating forever. And so Monetizing your content can come in many different ways. The primary way people think about it is I want to grow a huge audience. Basically, I want to become famous first so I can monetize my audience through branding, through advertisements, yes. through sponsors. 
I think that's just very, very, very difficult. It's, it's like the challenge of becoming famous if you're an actor, right? How many actors become famous? Just the smallest fraction of actors become famous enough to be on films and go to Hollywood, right? And make money. Podcasters are trying to make money is basically by becoming famous. They're trying to grow the biggest audience they possibly can first mm -hmm. so they can get sponsors and advertisers. And from my perspective, uh, I think that's almost impossible. Yes. But there are a lot of small businesses out there. It's much easier to build a small business than to become famous. And so right. I, I advise my clients and podcasters to think about monetization from the beginning and having a website having calls to action to drive your listeners, however many you have or not, to, um, to convert to becoming a customer or a client or whatever the purpose of your podcast is, one of the purposes has to be conversion to becoming a customer or a client or whatever a call to action you have for your listeners. It's not just making content and blasting it out into the universe. There's got to be a purpose and a call to action that you're driving your listeners to. I agree. And having a website and a mobile app, yeah, is a key ingredient in that. No, I I, I agree with that. Stack. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know what? The call to action that you mentioned is it's very interesting. I find that a lot of people use call to actions, but they don't use use it right. And what I always say is that a call to action starts with a verb because when we learned in elementary school, is an action is a verb. But a lot of people they put the call to actions out there with no verb, and we have to tell people what to do. We can't assume they're going to do it and they can read our mind from across the internet, right? So you're right about that. Uh, I always push that. And uh, you're, you're, uh, oh, you're right. What you said before is there are plenty of mobile app development companies out there uh, specifically for podcasters, but I like your business model the best. So what I want you to do- We are the uh, most affordable. Yeah. Yes, the most affordable. Sorry. And uh, we no, it's okay. We can send people to your website, which I have no problem promoting anyone that comes on my show. So it's custom mobile app. Sorry, custom mobile dot app. Uh, and that's I was gonna buy habit say dot com. It's not dot com. So it's custom mobile dot app. <laughs> Make sure you put the dot in there. And uh, I checked it out, and I was very impressed as well. So I think that you know your pricing is great i checked out the features page and i think the features is great and then as you were talking about monetization and i'm reading right now you integrate patreon into it so it's really a great thing what you do become a successful podcaster we'll be right back after these messages and I patreon patreon is actually our back end so you are you know, we're a small shop. It's myself and a co-founder. Mm -hmm. uh, we're using Patreon as our membership platform. So when you become a client of ours, you're actually becoming a patron of ours, supporting our small business as a member on Patreon. That's so great. that's our back end. We communicate through Patreon, just like a lot of podcasters do. Um, but th again, the purpose of the app is monetization. And we've got a whole bunch of ways you can th start thinking about doing that through your app, just the way you should be doing on your website. Yeah, no, I think it's great what you do and um, kudos to you. So I want to ask you, I'm on your features page right now and I see six of them. So tell me or tell our audience what three features are the most 
important or probably the most exciting if somebody has your company develop a mobile app? Yeah, let me get there myself so I can see what you're seeing at the same time. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at custom mobile.app slash features. Yep. Yeah. So these are some of the, the kind of big areas of features that we have. One of the main benefits is to, to bring all the content that you're producing as a, as a content creator into one space. Yes. Um, the other is like gathering emails is very important. Knowing who your listeners are. And so we have the ability to put any screen in the app behind a login. So maybe for your premium members or if you want more members to access exclusive content, you can have them register to be users inside the app and collect their email addresses. So you can follow up through nurture emails and nurture that relationship outside of the app. That's great. So it's another way to build your email list. Uh, and one of our clients uses that very effectively. Monetization is really the, the purpose of the app. It's you want your content to be right next to the call to action. So your listeners can go from listening and consuming to purchasing and signing up and taking that call to action that you want them to take. And the app allows you to, to put those two actions right next to each other. So your listeners can convert to becoming customers. If they're listening to your content through Spotify or some other third-party channel, they're miles away from being able to respond to your call to action. Whereas if, it's, yes. if they're listening on your app or your website, they're just a click away from responding. Yeah, I think it's great. You also offer analytics, and I think analytics are very important for any platform. So that's great you do that. I mean, I'm looking at the features that I think would stand out to me and other podcasters, but definitely analytics that we want to know did all the details on data. Um, the New York City Podcast Network, we always collect our own data and present them in analytics as well. So I agree with that feature. And also you talked about monetization. If you scroll down to the, yeah, if you go down to the pricing page, actually, mm -hmm. um, there's a full list of features on the pricing, too, as go. you can see in the business here. Those are all the features we offer there. That's great. So we'll definitely check all those out and I might do like a review of the of the features one day, <laughs> of course, with your permission. But uh, yeah, no, it looks it looks great. I mean, I see the chatbot, I see the monetization features you were talking about. So that's really good. I'm going to stop sharing the screen for a minute. And uh, yeah, that's uh, you offer a lot of features, so that's a good thing. So I want to jump down to the next question. Um, in order for podcasters to have an iOS app. Do they need an Apple account? Like, do they have to pay the $99 a year fee to Apple? Yes, they do. Yeah. Okay. So for Apple, Apple doesn't allow us to, to publish on your behalf. You would have to make your own Apple developer account. And in particular, it has to be an organization account. So you've got to be a licensed business right. um, in order to, to create that account. And then we can publish your app under your own account, under your name. So it's, it's all under your brand. Google Play you can make your own account. It's very cheap, $25, a one-time fee, not annually. And then we can publish under your account. If you don't want to do that, you can publish under our account. We have one that we use for many of our clients. Um, oh, that's good. That's a good benefit. So, because a lot of, I think a lot of podcasters are probably not as technical to use those type of platforms, right? Just to have a mobile app. So the fact that you offer 
that service is to kind of piggyback off of your website or your, you know, your, your central network is really good. So that's a good, and I just want everyone listening to know that, you know, so again, if you ha do have an Apple developer account already and you're, you know, you've already went through it as a licensed business, there's no question that you have that part of it already taken care of. If you do not, then like John said, you need a licensed business and you have to, I guess, prove the license. And if you don't have that and you're just a podcaster without a business, and a lot of them are, you can just work with custom mobile app with John's company. So did I get that right? Yeah. <laughs> All well, right, only on time. Google Play. So on Google Play. Oh, Google Play. Uh, we, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. You can publish your app under our, uh, our name. Um, on Apple, you would need your own uh, gotcha. Apple developer account. And you, and you did say and that. It's not that difficult. Yeah, okay. no, no, it's you, not that difficult. Okay. Um, and if you're, I mean, nowadays you could, you can incorporate as a business really in a couple of days and for like $70 online, there are plenty of services that will do that really quick great. and easy. So it's a good idea if you're taking your hobby seriously enough to be investing in an app uh, to incorporate as a, as a small business too. That's great. No, John, that's really good. And at least you offer Google. I, forgot and you did tell us before that Google I'm sorry Apple does not allow them to go through you so it's we we had to put it out there right we had to so uh, it's great and I was going to ask you how podcasters can earn money through the mobile apps that you built but you've already explained that and all people have to do is go to that web page um, custommobile.app scroll down to the features and you can see the entire list of what they offer uh, for monetization. There are six features there. Um, as John said, there are more than one way, there, there are more than one way to uh, monetize your podcast. And it looks like this service of yours, John, handles a lot of that. I'm gonna go down the list here and I'm going to just go through some of these things that stand out. Because a lot of podcasters, I think, can really have they can see the benefit of using your service, right? And the first thing I'm with, and they're not in any particular order. I'm going to jump down to say WordPress integration, right? Mm -hmm. A lot, most of the websites are built with WordPress. Uh, WordPress powers 35% of the web at this point. I have also spoken at WordCamps uh, on plugin development, things like that. So that alone will stand out. And of course, the YouTube and the Vimeo integration. I mean, a lot of people have video podcasts. I am starting to have that, but I, I just have tutorial videos. So if I was to use your application, I would certainly take advantage of that. And the live stream radio, explain that. That sounds pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah, if you have a live stream radio feed, that can be fed right into the app as well. Nice. So your, your listeners can listen live whenever, yeah, whenever they That's want excellent. To. No, that's great. You just woke me up right there. The live stream radio, that obviously is important. Uh, for a lot of people. And I'm still looking down the chat, the video calls right through the app. That's obviously important today. That kind of gives you a little dent into Zoom and Google Hangouts and all that. So people yeah. don't, yeah, get. I mean, those features are really social features. It's a way for your listeners to connect directly with you, the creator, and also each other. So another big benefit of having your own app and your own website is you can build your own community so drawing listeners in to your home 
and nurturing your own community is a huge uh, advantage and it provides your business with huge value. So there are social features in the app. Uh, we have a social wall. Registered users can post pictures and text and comment and like, and they can direct message each other as well. That's no, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, you need, like you said, you give everybody a CMS so they can control the content themselves, which is fantastic. Um, and also I just want people to know that there's an FAQs page here too. So if you go to custom mobile app dot, I'm sorry, see, I did it out of force of habit. If you go to custom mobile dot app, you can click on a couple of uh, FAQs there. And my question, as you and I discussed before we hit the record button here, is about RSS feeds, right? I'm a huge RSS feed person. Um, a lot of podcasters are not. And I know that for a fact, because when we get signups on our podcast network, they leave that out, not knowing that an RSS feed is not only important, but it's also just a powerful online marketing tool. And people who don't understand how it works do not understand the power of it to get your content out there. So I love this answer. How many RSS feeds can you build into the app? And the answer is as many RSS feeds as you need. That excites me actually, John. So <laughs> I think that's great. Yes, there's no limit. There's no limitation to the number of RSS feeds we can pull in. The great thing is you don't have to host your podcast with us. You just keep your host wherever you're hosting and we're just delivering your content through your own app. So the analytics are all consistent. I assume our... you're getting that content through the RSS feed. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, perfect. That's fantastic. And I think that is the complete list of my questions. I think that now one thing I want to talk to people about is that John is not only a partner in this website or this service. He also enjoys talking about philosophy. And if you want to bring him on as a guest, you're a philosophy podcast. His exact wording to me was, I also really enjoy having philosophical conversations on questions like these. And I'm going to say it because I think it's very cool. Uh, is there a thorough line? Maybe I'll ask you some of these questions anyway, before you stop recording, but don't answer them yet. Is there a thorough line between the concepts of value, purpose, meaning, morality, and even sanity? Um, and then you said, I think love connects them all. I would enjoy hearing your take on it. I would love to hear your take on it, John, but you know what? I don't think we have time. That seems like a very loaded question. So I'm going to skip that one. Maybe another podcast would love to answer that one. We did a podcast specifically on philosophy. Yes, I'd be asking you this question, but how does free will relate to rationality and morality? Go ahead. You can answer that one. Yeah, let me do that real quick because I've also got to drop in like a couple of minutes. But oh, okay. I think ra I think free will is a requirement or necessary for rationality itself. I think for a belief to be rational, one, ha one is deciding to believe uh, that proposition based on good reasons and evidence. So there is a choice involved in believing anything rationally. So mm. if there is no free will, if we don't have free will, then by that definition, I don't think our beliefs are rational. And even the belief that we don't have free will is actually an irrational belief on its own basis. So it's, it's a self-defeating belief. The belief that I don't have free will is self-defeating. Yeah, the belief, that, the belief that you don't have free will is a self-defeating belief.
I actually believe that too. I also believe one, and we'll we'll go because I know we both got to drop off. But I believe that having free will and getting the rationality out of the free will is individual to every single person. So what what's free will to you is not free will to me. And technically, what's not rational to you is rational to me. That's why every time you argue with somebody, no matter how much you think you're right, they always think you're wrong. And that's, that's the thing I hate because everybody's different. Anyway, listen, it was a pleasure talking to you. We met on Podmatch, just to let everyone know, um, Alex Anvilippo's platform, which is really good. And John, I will talk to you very soon. Talk Thank to you very soon. much. Thanks, Bruce. It was great chatting with you. You too.